In this episode of Locked On Capitals, it is the player review and profile of TJ Oshie. Let's talk about TJ next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, hit the thumbs up button. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we are going to talk about TJ Oshie, a player who is just kind of a real heart and soul guy on this Washington Capitals team. He's not, his name isn't always in the limelight. It's not one of always the marquee name player on the team, but just his contributions to this team year after year after year. And then we'll talk a little bit later about his origin story and where he comes from. But just to start off here, we're going to talk about TJ Oshie and what kind of player he is. And uh, kind of going forward, what can we expect from him? What kind of production in the 21-22 season? In 44 games played, he had 11 goals and 14 assists. So just taking a look at that, some pretty good numbers, not some, you know, stat that's going to just jump out at you. But, you know, if you take a look at TJ Oshie and how he plays game after game after game, it's kind of not even just the goal scoring. It's the intangibles. I think with TJ Oshie, he has a super high hockey IQ. And sometimes that um, is worth more than some of the other aspects to his game. But uh, just a really uh, solid player all the way around TJ Oshie is. This article is in SB Nation. They're talking about the key stat. It is a special player who makes a difference over the long run. TJ Oshie does not appear on many, if any, leaderboards among NHL statistics categories, but his presence had an effect, whether coincidental or coincidental. Correlational on Caps fortunes this season, they were 26, 11, and 7 when Oshi was in the lineup, a point six seven zero points percentage, and just 18, 5, and 5, a point five three nine points percentage when he was in the press box, hence the impressive 87% uh, and ability to finish noted above. So this was kind of just how they were talking about hockey viz and just how he plays, you know, the spray charts and that kind of thing. And how, how does he play? And, you know, just the different levels that he brings to this game. So the good Oshi start things look quite promising as he starts his 14th season in the league. He was four, two and six in his first seven games with the caps. 
Uh, we were going 4-0-3, even after missing 16 of the next 17 games with a lower body injury. He returned to a respectable 1-5-6 over 10 games, a combined 5-8-13 over his first 18 games, a 23-36-59 pace over 82 games that would challenge his career best in assists and points. 39 and 60 respectively in 79 games with the St. Louis Blues in 13-14. And you know, that's what I'm talking about with TJ Oshie is just kind of some of the intangibles that he brings to the game. You know, like I say, it's not always the things that just jump out at you right away. But if you even take a look at what he brings in all sports, if you take a look back at his days uh, when he was playing in War Road, Minnesota, um, and, you know, after that in North Dakota, just a really a solid player year after year after year. And, um, you know, it's just one of those guys that they picked up uh, from the Blues years ago, and it was a name. It is a household name. I would say that TJ Oshie uh, is a household name, and I was just, I was really happy that they were able to get him on the team. Um, just taking a look at some of his stats, and then they talk about the bad, the injuries, 10 games, lower body injury, six games, foot injury, one game, COVID, three games illness, 14 games upper body injury, four games lower body body injury, and that is just this season. All in all, he missed 38 games to injury. The injuries would play a role in Oshie, logging the second lowest ice time per game of his career at 17.27, surpassing only 16.35 he logged per game in his rookie season with the St. Louis Blues in 2008-2009. And the worst plus-minus rating of his career, minus 12, he also could not generate any scoring momentum, a three-game point streak being his longest of the season. And even with the standing and the injury uh, absence, he did not score goals in consecutive games all season and recorded almost half of his total goal output for the uh, season in two games, a hat-trick in Ottawa in October, and a two-goal game in Edmonton in March. One has to think the injuries had a significant role in the change in even strength and power play percentage uh, compared to last season. And um, so, I mean, he is a guy that is a bit prone to the injury bug. We know that about TJ Oshie, but what is one of the things that they don't talk about in that article is that, you know, if you take a look at TJ Oshie in comparison to um, some of the other players out there, he's not as big of a frame as some of those guys, but you don't tell that to TJ Oshie. He plays much bigger than he is. So I think that sometimes he takes on bigger players than he probably should. And because when he does that, sometimes he pays the price and gets injured. I remember that injury that he faced against Joel Thornton when he was kind of going up against him and Joe just kind of ground him right into the boards and he was injured after that. So for, for uh, TJ Oshie to try to take on a guy of that size just kind of shows what kind of personality and what kind of player he is. And, you know, when you read these articles about, you know, he's injury prone or this or that. Those are the intangibles I'm talking about there. His ability to play bigger than he is, I think, kind of speaks louder than anything else. So the discussion, can Oshi, who will turn 36 years of age in December, play his rough-and-tumble style and be a durable player? Or is his style and the risk it has... Uh, for games missed, the price the Caps must pay for his effectiveness when he is in the lineup? How many games can he miss... Uh, and have his 5.75 million cap hit become too much of a burden for this team 
In 2022-2023, the 17-minute, 27-second in ice game per game was the second lowest of his career and lowest since he skated 16.35 per game as a rookie with St. Louis in the 08-09 season. Is this the beginning of a new role with the club, or can he return to being the 18-minute, 24-second per game player he was in the first six seasons in Washington? And finally, what would it take for you to give Oshie a 10 next season? And they're ranking him in here. And TJ Oshie, you know, I'm going to rank him right up there. If I'm going to give him a 0 to 10, I'm going to give him an 8. Um, do I think that he has room for improvement? Of course. But, you know, it's like I was talking about there. When you take a look at TJ Oshie, you have to factor in the certain things out there. It's not just the goal scoring thing. It's him being a playmaker out there uh, that I think is kind of overlooked in that article. And I think that he brings a lot to this team. And uh, to think of this uh, Washington Capitals team minus TJ Oshie, well, that's not a really great thought either. And uh, that's why I'm glad that they have him on a team because he is that high hockey IQ. And like I say, when he even played sports back at home, whether it was football or baseball or whatever the case may be, he has always been and always will be a really solid athlete all around. All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about TJ Oshie and what kind of player is he. We'll talk about that next. All right, so you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes few too many as the evening becomes to an end and people start to head out. And you think for calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst thing that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job, your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while they're under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on roads to save lives. So that's what I'm talking about in kind of this PSA is that if you are too drunk to drive, then find a different way home. I mean, there is no excuse nowadays for drunk driving. I mean, there's Uber, there's Lyft, there's taxi cabs. So do the right thing. And if you're too drunk to drive or too buzzed to drive, do the right thing. It could save a life. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this edition, we are talking about TJ Oshie and the contributions that he makes to this team. I know that, you know, on paper, he is a big name. I mean, he's an Olympic winner, but sometimes I think that he gets a little bit overlooked uh, when you hear some uh, when and mention some of the bigger names around the league. Sometimes TJ Oshie is overlooked, but I really don't think it should be the case. Uh, if you take a look at him, this story in the Peerless Prognosticator, they're talking about him by the tens for TJ Oshie. Since TJ Oshie arrived in Washington from the St. Louis Blues in a trade for Troy Brower, Brower Power, uh, Brower Power, you ever all remember that, Phoenix Copley in a third round draft pick in July 2015, he had been a winner. Oshie had played in 457 of 535 regular season games 
The Caps posting a 283-124-50 and record, a .674 winning percentage. In the 78 games he missed, the Caps were 46-26-6 with a .629 winning percentage. On an 82-game base, it it is the difference between 51-22-9 and a 48-27-7 record. It might not look like a lot, but it can be the difference between a top seed with home advantage in the playoffs and a struggle to merely reach the postseason. And, you know, that's what I, what I was talking about there earlier, is that when you think of a TJ Oshie, sometimes it isn't the biggest things that pop out at you. He's not a 50-goal scorer, for example. So sometimes you have to look at the outliers, the intangibles. So here's a fearless take. Over those 457 games Oshie had played for the Caps, only Alex Ovechkin has scored more goals per game. Among players appearing in at least 100 games over that span, and Oshie ranks fifth in points per game, fourth among forwards this season. The difference in capital success was even more pronounced with Oshie in the lineup. The Caps were 1.34 standing points per game when he was in the lineup, 26-11-7. 1.08 points per game when he was not. 18, 15, and 5. Washington was 12, 3, and 4 when he posted at least one point this season. Among Caps appearing in at least 20 games, he was fifth in credited hits per 60 minutes, his 6.72 hits and 60 being the most of his career. So that's what I'm talking about. He's he's getting production in there, and he's also hitting hits. A very well-rounded player. I don't think that, you know, in a lot of ways you could really ask for anything more than T.J. Oshie, and I do think that when he hangs up the skates at some point that we will look back on his career and revere him as one of the better capitals, I got to say. I think that, you know, I've never really looked at his game and thought, you know, he really needs to work on that. Um, if there's some things I think he's guilty of, it's about playing bigger than he is too much to the point where it's detrimental to not only him, to the team, because if he gets injured, obviously he's out of the lineup. And sometimes the guys that replace him um, are not nearly as good. So here the take of it is there is a flip side to some of those numbers. Take point. Sure. The caps were successful when he posted points, but he didn't do it all that often. His 0.57 points per game was a career low about hits. The caps were 15, eight and one when he recorded at least two, but they were also 11, three and six when he was credited with fewer than two. His minus 10 goal differential at even strength was the worst of his career. And in only 44 games, a critical element of his power play, he averaged only 8.2 shots per 60 minutes with a man advantage, third lowest of his career and lowest as a capital. His 49.0 shot attempt for on ice at five on five was the lowest of his career. His numbers were an odd counterpoint to his success the Caps had when he played. And, uh, you know, that's kind of just a point counterpoint on, on what kind of player he is in seven seasons with the St. Louis blues. Oshie never posted a shooting percentage over 14% in seven seasons with the caps. He has never been under 14%. So I think that, you know, to a certain extent that TJ Oshie thrives in the environment that is the Washington capitals. And if you guys remember back when it was the Seattle crack and expansion draft. That was one of the things that the Capitals and the Capitals fans feared the most was that it seemed for a while that TJ Oshie was locked on going out to the Kraken. And uh, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, the Caps found a way to protect him and keep him on this team. But 
just kind of a testament of how important he is on this team is that I remember how up in arms every uh, Capitals fan was that uh, that he was um, potentially going out to Seattle. And I remember that, you know, it got kind of spun out of hand where, you know, he was wearing, uh, I want to say, like a certain color sweatshirt that kind of looked like the Seattle Kraken. And everyone's like, see, he is going out there. So just to kind of tie it back is that I think that the Washington Capitals fan base and the the team in general is in love with TJ Oshie and they love him on the team. And I think that he makes really a lot of great contributions to this team. Despite being a winger, Oshie was often called upon to take face-offs. He took 169 draws in 44 games this season. In 14 games in which he was over 50% in face-off wins, the Caps were 10-3-1. So one of the biggest games to remember was on October 25th at Ottawa. The Caps started their season with points in five straight games, going 3-0-2 before heading into Ottawa for a matchup with the Senators. Oshie had a modest start, posting a goal and an assist in seven seasons' first five games. The game against Ottawa would be more productive. After the Senators opened the scoring less than three minutes into the contest, Oshie got the Caps even in the seventh minute. When the Caps took advantage of a turnover by Senators deep in their own zone, Trevor Van Riemdyk gobbled up the loose puck and fed Oshie, darting to the net out of the corner to the right of the goalie, Anton Forsberg. Oshie snapped a shot past Forsberg on the far side, and the Caps were tied. Less than five minutes later, it was Oshie again giving the Caps the lead. Anthony Manta and Connor McMichael getting the assist. McMichael recorded his first NHL point. Do you remember where you were? I remember I remember watching that game. Just a really great moment uh, for Connor McMichael. The Caps chased Forsberg with two more first-period goals to take a 4-1 to lead to the first intermission, but the Senators stormed back to the start, the second with three goals in less than seven minutes to tie the game 4-4. Alex Ovechkin put the Caps back in front with a goal late in the period, and Oshie then completed the hat trick with 7.3 seconds left in the third period when he took a feed for McMichael behind the Ottawa net, circled out and and tucked the biscuit under the left pad of relief goalie Philip Gustafson. It would prove to be the game-winning goal in the Caps' 7-5 win and Oshie's only game-winner of the season. So just a really kind of positive moment in T.J. Oshie history there. There are so many to go over, but that was one of the ones from last year. And just a really, you know, just like I say, a really positive and great player on this team. And uh, kind of looking forward here. So looking ahead, it is hard to look forward without looking back at Oshie. In seven years with the Caps, he has missed 78 regular season games. It is perhaps the price a player uh, pays for playing a rough and tumble style game that might be more appropriate for a bigger player, kind of like what I talked about in the first segment there. So the question becomes whether Oshie, who will turn 36 in December, can flourish and remain healthy playing that way. Uh, He does. So... I guess that remains to be seen. I mean, I don't think that, you know, TJ Oshie is going to change the style of play that he plays just because he's getting older. That's a bit ridiculous. Oshie is something of an unusual case. The team performing well when it is in, when he is in the lineup, uh, even when his numbers suggest a lesser outcome at times, he does seem to have an intangible quality that fits the game of his teammates. For 22-23, Oshie will carry a $5.75 million cap hit that will extend for an additional two seasons with a modified no-trade clause. So 
I think that the Capitals uh, will be well suited to have him, you know, this next season, especially since you have Wilson gone, you have Nick Backstrom gone. So to have some of those veteran players in the lineup, I think will really help the Capitals out a lot. All right. So after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about the great player that TJ Oshie is on this Washington Capitals team. We'll talk about him next. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports, wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. And if you want to go to the website, you can find the best teams to put money on. And if it's a game you're not really that interested in, using Bet Online makes it that much more exciting. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it is your team every day. In this edition, we are talking about TJ Oshie and the many contributions that he makes to this team. But let's take a look back. Let's take a look back a little bit on TJ Oshie's origin story. Where is he from? So he rose to prominence. You know, he was a great player going all the way back to War Road, Minnesota. Uh, he then played for Sioux Falls in the University of Minnesota, or excuse me, University of North Dakota. And then he went on to play for the Blues for several seasons and then with the Washington Capitals. But uh, just taking a look at his career and, uh, you know, the early years. He was born in Mount Vernon, Washington. Oshie was raised um, in uh, Everett, north of Seattle, and was on the ice at age five in Seattle Junior Hockey Association, where he played for 10 years. Following his parents' amicable divorce, he lived in Stanwood with his mother, Tina, and attended Stanwood High School for the freshman year in 2002. Oshie moved to War Road, Minnesota, where his parents were originally from and lived with his father, Tim, and his father's cousin. He attended War Road High School, where he was a star player on the hockey team for three seasons, leading the club to two Minnesota State Class A titles in 03-05. And I got to tell you guys that that is a big deal in Minnesota, the state uh, hockey tournaments. I don't know what it's like for where you're from, but in Minnesota, it is huge. And uh, he made the state's all-tournament team in three years with 100 points, 37 goals, and 63 assists. In 31 games as a senior, he led all Minnesota high school players in scoring, subsequently being named to the 2005 Associated Press and Pioneer Press All-State First Team and finishing as a Minnesota Mr. Hockey finalist. That's quite the accolade for when you're in high school. At the uh, completion of his senior year with the Warriors in 0405, he attended the University of North Dakota where he played for the Fighting Sioux. And I got to say that that is a hockey factory out there, the University of North Dakota. There have been a lot of big players that have gone through there. Um, Oshie started his career in the greater Seattle area playing the Seattle Junior Hockey Association. Then he moved to War Road like they talked about there. Um, in his sophomore year, Oshie improved to 52 points, 17 goals, and 35 assists, ranking second in team scoring. 
Uh, he earned third team all WCHA and received the Fighting Sue's Cliff Fido Purple Award given to the player who demonstrates hard work and determination while generating X excitement on ice. Following North Dakota's WCHA playoff run, Oshie led all players with eight points, four goals, and four assists in the 2006 NCAA tournament, earning NCAA's West All-Tournament honors. He played his last season with North Dakota as a junior, recording 45 points in 42 games. So just blowing up out North Dakota, uh, just played really well. And I mean, if you take a look at the laundry list of players that have gone through that uh, particular college, it is quite astounding. So then, as we know, he played uh, with the St. Louis Blues there. And then the big things that happened when he came to the Washington Capitals, uh, that is was a big day for him, but it was also a big deal for the Capitals. If you take a look back on it, some diff- you know he was obviously an integral role uh, in the, the Washington Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. In a November 7th, 2018 game against the Penguins, Oshie was injured twice on the ice and came back to score the winning goal. With one minute, 14 minutes left, excuse me, one minute, 14 seconds left in the game, Oshie was sent to the training room twice, the first time requiring two stitches to a cut near his left eye and creating an opponent's stick. He then took uh, one off the shoulder to the head of Evgeny Malkin. On November 14th, in a 3-1 to loss to the Winnipeg Jets, Oshie suffered a possible concussion when he was slammed down by Jets defenseman Josh Morrissey, who was later fined in unsportsmanlike conduct. Oshie has four reported concussions in his NHL career after missing 11 games. He returned for a December 11th, 2018 home game against the Detroit Red Wings, scoring a goal in the 6-2 Caps win. And there's so many accolades to roll off for TJ Oshie. And that's kind of the worrisome part about the concussion thing is that is what can get you in the long run. If you want to take a look at Sidney Crosby, another guy that's been... um, has quite a few issues with concussion. So I think there just needs to be a real mandate around um, hockey and sports like this to really protect these guys' heads. I know that they're doing what they can do. They're wearing, wearing helmets and it is a rough sport, but you know, I'm just, I'm thinking of these players long-term. I'm trying to widen the lens out a little bit and seeing, you know, where's TJ Oshie going to be after hockey? Where's Sidney Crosby going to be after hockey? You know, you hear those stories of football players that they've kind of had their brains rattled around from playing football for so many years. We don't want that same fate uh, for the likes of, like, say, an Oshie or a Crosby. I know that Crosby is one of our foes, but I still don't wish him any harm. In April 18th, 2019, during Game 4 of the first round series between the Capitals and the Carolina Hurricanes, Oshie was severely injured after being cross-checked into the boards by Hurricane forward Warren Fogle. Later tests revealed the injury to be a broken collarbone, and Oshie was ruled out indefinitely. Oshie ultimately missed the remaining of the series, which the Capitals lost in seven games on January 11th, 2020. Oshie was voted into the 2020 National Hockey League All-Star Game, along with Mitch Marner, Quinn Hughes, and David Perron. That season, he led all Eastern Conference plays with a 20.8 shooting percentage and 13 power play goals. What else can you say about TJ Oshie? Just a stand-up act. And if you've, you know, listened to his press conferences or just kind of, you know, followed him as a player for years, you realize that not only is he a great player, 
but just a really genuine and great person as well. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think when you're in professional sports, you can kind of let the success go to your head a little bit. And uh, that just doesn't seem to be the case with TJ Oshie. Like I say, an awesome hockey player, of course, but uh, also just a really uh, great person as well. And that's uh, important as well. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. All right, so in this last episode, that is what we were talking about. TJ Oshie, just a really great player. And, uh, you know, just kind of taking a look at his career. Sometimes we can kind of gloss over uh, the many statistics here. All right. My name is Dan Homie of Locked On Capitals. And once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And I'll talk to you next time.